Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Hello, everybody. Hello, welcome. The second Cop On podcast of the weekend. I can't believe it. We've put one episode out already. If you haven't heard it, it's mainly a focus on on Manchester United and the and the preview game, preview of the preseason game in Bangkok. They're, they're advertising it as the match, and um, you know Jurgen Klopp and Henderson and Milner. I'm sure a lot of you would have. Uh, heard or or seen their press conference. It all looks very exciting out there. It all looks very, very good. Um, you know, the fans are going crazy. The Thai Cup, the Bangkok Cup. And, uh, you know, I hope that uh, everyone just has, a, has um, you know, an absolutely marvellous time. We're almost back to school. And, and there is a little poem that I'd like to quickly read you about being back to school. It's called Distracted, the Mother Said to Her Boy by Gregory Harrison. Uh, distracted, the mother said to her boy, do you try to upset and perplex and annoy? Now give me four reasons and don't play the fool why you shouldn't get up and get ready for school. Her son replied slowly, well, mother, you see, I can't stand the teachers and they detest me. And there isn't a boy or a girl in the place that I like or in turn that delights in my face. And I'll give you two reasons, she said, why you ought. Get yourself off to school before you get caught. Because first you are 40, and next, you young fool, it's your job to be there. You're the head of the school. Nigel, welcome back to Cop On Podcast after a summer break. How are you, Nigel, and how excited are you to get back? I'm I'm fine, headmaster. Thank you very much. Um, delighted to be back. Looking forward to the looking forward to the game again on Tuesday. Um, not sure. We might be a bit half baked. I think on Tuesday, but uh, we'll see what happens. Well, apparently United have had a few more days in training. Yeah. Um, Klopp said that he's bringing thirty-seven players. They've brought thirty-seven players, and I think his plans on using most of them, if not all of them, in that match against Man United. It's the monsoon season, so we can't take anything seriously. But uh, what's been, you know, of of the business that we've done so far, we'll talk about the new signings and stuff. But off the bat, Nigel, what's what's been uh, what's been, you know cooking your your apples what's been tickling your pickle yeah i'm i'd always look forward to new signings you know what i mean i'm just a little bit worried that we might be slightly underdone i think we need another midfielder um now saying that we've got young lads who could step up we got harvey we've got curtis jones and um really very excited by carvalho i have to say we'll probably talk about him as we go but you know the newness thing is is exciting as well but carvalho i've seen a few clips of him and he reminds me of coutinho the way he plays is just kind of drifting in and like little drops of the shoulder and little moves and fancy footwork and stuff like that. So he's he's a very intriguing looking player to me. Luke might know him a little bit more. Uh, maybe seen him a few times in the, in the championship last year. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're also joined here, if you're in the audio version, by by Luke and Alan. Uh, Luke, Luke Turton, Turton, excuse me for butchering your name. Luke Turton from Turton Talks Football. Welcome back to Cop On Podcast. You're a Forest fan, for those who don't know. Absolutely wonderful that you could make it with us with us tonight. And do you remember uh, Fabio Carvalho last season for Fulham? You know, was he, is he as, as, as exciting as Liverpool fans like to think? Yes, absolutely, Aaron. Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, 
Cavalio is a, is a really good talent. I mean, I was surprised that Fulham actually let him go because he was one of their shining lights last season. Again, as Nigel said before, he's got that drop of the shoulder. He can trick past players. And I actually think it's a really smart business from Liverpool. Well, that's very exciting. And uh, your, your, I mean, you know, sum up how you feel, because we were talking a little bit before we went on air about just how exciting. It's the first time in your life that you remember your team in the Premier League. Just, uh, I mean, you know, it must be like, uh, is, is it like Dreamland? Is every day like Christmas and Aid and every other religious celebration all rolled into one happy day? Absolutely. I mean, I've never witnessed a Premier League season. And if this transfer window is anything to go by already, then we're not just going to be one of those championship teams that's going to be pushed over and going straight back down. We are signing players that are going to be very, very competitive. I mean, we've got Tewo Iwamyi in from Union Berlin, Biancone uh, from Troyes, uh, Niakate from Mainz, Omar Richards came in from Bayern Munich today. Dean Henderson's coming on loan from Man United. And we're also heavily, heavily uh, linked with, uh, obviously, Nico Williams. Yes, Nico. I mean, I think there, there are two Nikos. There's the Nico that plays for Wales, who's a world beater. And as a Wales fan, he's he's absolutely dynamite. And then there's been the Nico that we've seen for Liverpool, a little bit raw, a little bit naive, but still bags of talent. And I'm sure it's a great signing for you. It's a great signing for you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, 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 I mean, you know, what, what about, what about, you know, the right back situation? I'm, we, Alan's here as well. Alan, I mean, you know, what can you, what can you say about the right back situation? Are you, are you worried that Nico Williams has gone and we've got Kelvin Ramsey untried, unproven? I mean, last season in, in the Scottish Premier, Premier League, he got one goal and four assists in 24 SPL matches last season, which is not bad. But of course, he's a right back. We don't judge him too much on those kind of stats. But I don't know. I do think, do you, are you happy with the, the right back cover with Joe Gomez signing a new deal as well, Alan? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I said it in our chat the other day. I just something about Calvin Ramsey that I just like. I just get a feeling from him, you know, his attitude and, and he just looks, he looks a tough kid. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I have big hopes for him. I know I know he's not going to come in this season and play lots of games. Um, as we all know, Klopp likes to bed players in and get them used to the system. But uh, I'm quite positive about him in the future. I don't know. I just have this feeling about him, you know. Um, also, like Joe Gomez signing is, is, is that extra bit of cover that we needed. So I'm quite happy with that. And I'm also very happy that like, Joe Gomez is getting offers, I presume, from Villa and different clubs. But I want players that want to stay with us. Like Joe was fantastic a couple of years ago, one of the best up-and-coming centre-backs in England, if not Europe. And they are the type of players I want to see in our club, the players that are willing to sit on the bench and fight for their place. Um, the same with, um, you know, like uh, Carvalho or someone coming to Liverpool. He, he, he excites me too, but he's coming to Liverpool because he wants to come to Liverpool. And I think, like Luke said, he was surprised that the Fulham let him go. I think when a player wants to go, the club knows. He wants to go, we're going to lose him, so let him go. So... I'm quite positive with the right back, quite positive with our centre backs, and really looking forward to the pre season. Just you know, if you remember last year we did the pre season show after the first game, the excitement we had with Costas and 
uh, Ibu and you know the players that the young players Harvey that came on and even even last year I remember being Max lyrical about Jota. Jota preseason last year was electric, and I'm really looking forward to this preseason. Really positive. Really can't wait for it to start. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, it's it, it, there should be you know a few. I mean, there's space for people in the course of preseason to to stand out. You know, Cade Gordon, uh, Ben Doak. No one even, no one talks about Ben Doak. Um, you know, who I'm really looking forward to just because. Just based purely on reputation. Speaking of reputation, here's Jack. Hello, Jack. How's it going? Great to have you back with us. Uh, don't forget you're, you're, you're muted at the moment. Hi, yes. Yeah, sorry, Amateur. Amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I only started yesterday. Yeah, uh, sorry about that, Owen. Um, how are you doing, gents? It's all right. You've got a bit waylaid. It's all right. You, you don't need to tell us why. I'm sure there's some great reasons, you know, involving pot noodles or whatever. <laughs> but no, oh, potatoes and, uh, <laughs> and a bit of fish anyway. Oh, um, that sounds good. But uh, yeah, if I give it on me, I'll know. Appreciate it. Oh, welcome! You're welcome anytime. Welcome anytime. Yeah, we're here with uh, with Nigel and Alan and and Luke. Talk about preseason and uh, you know things that things that might happen. I mean, Kelvin Ramsey. I mean, at the right right back situation, um, I like him simply because of his reputation and because of his chin. Um, he's got a, a Rooney chin, and if he's half as good as Wayne Rooney, just based surely just purely on on his on his chin. Then he'll be quite good. I mean, you said before, Nigel, that that you're you're you know you think we're short. Realistically, yeah. Man City. Thought... Well, realistic, Man City. They've they've added four or five points to their team. This is something I, I mentioned in the in the last show we recorded yesterday. That um, you know they've realistically gone up to ninety seven points with Holland. I reckon. And my question to you is is one I put yesterday. Maybe if, 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 I don't know, I've got tons of questions for you, actually. But um, do you think that we've got enough? Maybe we could move Trent to midfield as the missing midfielder if someone gets injured, if Kelvin Ramsey's really good at the back. Um, I don't know. Have we got enough to, to go 98 points as it stands at the moment? Well, I, I think we do, but I, I just, I'd, I'd like another midfielder. I just, just to be, just to be safe, I'd like another midfielder. Um I do think Trent could play midfield. I actually said this about four years ago to a friend of mine, and he was looking at me like I had two heads. He's, I, I said to him, because I said, in the long run, I can see Trent playing in midfield. And he looked at me and I said, he said, do you really think so? I said, yeah. But um, yeah, I, you could do that. But I don't know, it, it just takes, it, that might shift our balance. If, if we take him out of right back, it might shift our balance slightly. So we don't want that too much because he, he, he just, he's up and down anyway. It just gets it's getting somebody to cover him behind him, maybe sometimes just to we, we have a tendency to get caught sometimes if he's if he's high up the field, just get somebody to drop in or go three at the back and get somebody to just drop in in front of him. Um, yeah, I, I, I heard you mentioning Ben Doak there. Um, the only time I've ever seen Ben Doak play is the first old firm game of the season past that when Celtic were beating Rangers 3 0, they put on this kid who I had no idea who he was, 16 years old, proceeded to go around and boot everything in blue. And get booked. <laughs> he, he was he was running around. I'm, I'm thinking, Jesus, this guy's keen, you know. He, he, he's just going to boot and everything. So I, I think we I think we might have a good player there. You know what I mean? He's he, he's eager. That's exactly what we want. Um, that's that's my mate Michael from Waterford. 
That's, um, Mike, Michael's here. Hello, Michael. It's great, great that you're with us. So he's asking a great question in the chat here. He says, I think we are short of a defensive midfielder type. I thought Bissouma would be a good replacement for Genie, who we haven't replaced. What are your thoughts? I've, I've been saying it for a long time, Michael. I'm yeah. 100% with you. I've, I, a yeah. defensive midfielder, 6'8", running type. Um, you know, big battling kind of, you know, some someone, you know, a bull buster, you know, a, a, a testicle terror, if you, Nat if Phillips. you prefer. And Nat Phillips with pace. That's who, that's who I want yeah. in midfield. Absolutely. Um, but there you go. Uh, no, interesting stuff. Um, Alan, I'm going to ask you the same question. Then I'm going to go to, to Luke to see if he thinks that we're deluded. I think I agree with with Nigel, it depends on injuries, but I think we've got enough to do 98 points this season with, with the team we've already got. Alan, would you agree with that sentiment? Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I definitely agree. We're, we're a little light um, of an experienced uh, number six type of thing, you know. Um, 98 points, yeah. I, I have a feeling this year, I just think a lot of the teams in the, you know, around fourth, fifth uh, are a lot better this year at all. I, I, don't, I don't think I'd be too surprised if we've seen a, a lower points win in the Premier League this year. But yeah, I would like to see um I would like to see someone come in, uh, great point there, Michael. That the, I'm excited about our midfield. I'm excited about Elliot and and Carvalho and stuff. But I do think we're just an injury or two away from from a bit of disaster in midfield for an experienced number six. Um, like hopefully Nab Navi stays fit this year like he did last year and things like that. But yeah, I'd be slightly concerned, but not not overly, uh, not overly. Well, great stuff. I mean, speaking of a number six, yeah, course is in the chat and he says Tyler Morton after a course of steroids and a steak or two. Now, there you go. There's a there's a great image for the future. Um, uh, yeah, we get Gary's in the chat as well. We're going to get on to talk about Nunes in a minute, Gary. But but I want to stick, uh, you know, in the general picture. Um uh, Luke, I mean, you know, we're Liverpool fans. We like to, obviously, as every every fan does, we like to talk up our club. Are we deluding ourselves now that we do have the brilliant Darwin Nunes? Uh, we've got Fabio Carvalho coming in. We've lost Sadio Mane, of course. But we've got Virgil back to his best with a full pre-season. Um, is there a way that we can get 98 points again, Liverpool get 98 points again, or as Alan says, maybe we don't need it because the other teams are stronger and they'll all take points off Manchester City. I don't know. I think it's a difficult one because the whole league this year looks incredibly competitive. I mean, now Nottingham Forest has joined it and you've lost lights of Norwich, Watford, uh, and the other one that went down, I forgot now. Burnley, that was it. There isn't a, there isn't actually a, a gimme game this year that you can think. Well, yeah, we can go away to them and probably get a win. And I think apart from Everton, but carry on. Sorry. Okay. Um, I I do think though that with the squad that you've already got, and then you've added Cavalio Nunes to that, I do think that you can bridge the gap to City. I just think that the points totals will be a lot lower this year because a lot of teams will get surprised, especially when they come to Forest, because I think a lot of teams won't expect us to play how we actually do. We have a back three, we have wing backs, we try and make it difficult. I mean, Liverpool do know because they played us in the FA Cup. So 
and we'll, we'll approach the game the same way as we did in the FA Cup. It'll be try and stay in it. And I wouldn't say nick the game, but because we obviously will try and win the games from the start, but we'll, we will make it as tough as possible for every opposition that comes up against us. Well, I mean, it's a great answer and, um, you know, no one's going to look forward to going to Forest, you know, this uh, this uh, young and exciting and hungry team. I mean, that FA Cup tie, I remember very well, was very, very tough for Liverpool. So, yeah, absolutely great stuff. Um, Jack, since we spoke last, only yesterday, Sterling has signed, um, hopped over another, uh, you know, border or barriers if it doesn't exist He's sort of, you know, kind of cunning. Maybe he used his rat teeth to burrow a hole in the fence. Um, Jack, what do you, what do you, um, what do you make of that? Are, are City going to miss him? I think yes and no. Any other, it's Man City. But amazing, we've just been speaking about Liverpool's DMs cover. City have just went out and spent fifty million on a second fair choice DM or whatever you want to class him as. Um, the riches they've got. Uh, obviously, the Alvarez will be interesting to see how he does adapt to the Premier League. Um, got a glowing represent, uh, a good report anyway from where he's coming from. And uh, obviously, Erlen Haaland, as you've mentioned already tonight, boys. It's yes and no, but it's it's typical. Um, I don't think I'm mean, Jack Realish. What did he get? Like four or five goals uh, in the league last season. Scale, I think, is in a, on average. He's been getting at least 14, 15 Premier League goals. Obviously, he had those two great seasons back-to-back where he had quite a big input in terms of his goals and assist output. And that really stacks it up, really. But it will help Chelsea, as the lads have mentioned. There's a lot of quality around the league. But it's one thing saying this, but everyone was bigging up Chelsea last season. And look how disappointing they were. Manchester United thought that they were done a challenge for the league and the Champions League or something stupid because <laughs> they'd signed the, the God's gift, Cristiano Ronaldo and look where they are now um, Tottenham, yes, uh, I really do rate Tottenham's chances this season but it's, it's one thing applying it on the pitch and if he goes six months where he's getting frustrated new signings and Daniel Levy has a little argument with him Conte's renowned for throwing his to- toys out the pram, so is Thomas, so is Thomas Tuchel anyway um, but yeah, it, City if we were speaking about another team, boys, you'd say, yeah, it weakened them. But it's Manchester City. We all know their qualities. They do possess them season after season. Um, they'll probably go out and spend 80, 100 million in the next two windows and replace Sterling. That's what they do, in it? So, <laughs> Yeah, well, it remains to be seen. I mean, if they spend another 80 million on someone like Jack Grealish, then, you know, be our guest. I mean, I've got his stats in front of me. Three goals and three assists in uh, 26 matches or 1,914 minutes of Premier League football last season. Um, Raheem Sterling had about 200 minutes more, 2,128 minutes. He managed 13 goals and five assists, which is a decent return as ever from Raheem. Um, what do you reckon, Alan? Are they going to miss Raheem Sterling? Are they going to promote one of their young guns from from within, like Cole Palmer, supposed to be brilliant? Um, you know, someone like that? I don't know. What do you reckon? Uh, well, well, his stats do speak for themselves. Like, he, he's going to be missed for his goal contribution. But I think if you watched last season, he was kind of drifting out of Pep's plans for whatever reason. Um, so, yes, they will miss him, but 
Um, as for City running through young players, no, no, they'll just go out and buy someone. Um, more space a... for Phil Foden, no, Alan? Well, yes, prob- possibly, yeah. But you know, I think Foden, Foden is not really, uh, Foden is kind of established really now, isn't he? He's not like a young player coming through. But yeah, he's a good player. Unfortunately, he's a head you'd, head you'd like to slap, but um, uh, he's a great player. Um, but you know, City won't bring through any more young players. I don't see. You know, they'll just go out and buy buy players. Um, also, the Jack Grealish thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's it's maybe it's because I'm Irish. Like uh, that, I never rated him that highly. Really, I thought. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, the British media love to build up their own players. You know, um, and it's easy to look. We've often heard it said it's easy to look good in an average team, but when you go to a team of equal players. Your true talent can be shown either as good or bad. I think maybe Greenish went for obviously too much money and has landed in a team where he's not the golden boy. He's not getting freeze every time he touches the ball. He's not, you know, I think he's been a bit of a disaster. But then again, it was his first season and maybe a bit early to judge him yet. But, um, you know, I think Sterling will be missed for his goals. Like, you know, you know his, his jump ship again, um, you know, it's something... So I I I don't I'm not one of these people that just hate him because he left Liverpool. You know I would I wouldn't blame people for leaving Liverpool at that time with Rodgers in particular. Um, but something about his character I don't like. I think he's like a spoiled child sometimes, and maybe he's thrown the prize at a pram because he wasn't getting regular football. So um, I can't see him being a massive success at Chelsea either. I think uh, I think the Chelsea new owner seems. I think he's. I think Ryan said in our group that uh, he's appointed himself director of football. I think. He's starting to seem a bit like the Glazers where he's picking the team. Um, I don't see Tommy T staying too long under that circumstances. Um, and I'd like to take credit for our pre-show last season where I was the only one that said Lukaku was going to fail. Uh, yes, I uh, thought he was going to be good. Yeah, I was in the camp. Yeah. I was I was thinking, oh, Lukaku's learned from Italy. No. no. Well, that's my claim, that's, that's my claim to fame on the show. <laughs> well, well done for, for reminding us of that, Alan. Very, very good to remind you of of times where, where you have succeeded uh, in your predictions, I get so much wrong. I thought Grealish would be good because Grealish had six goals and 10 assists in the Premier League, um, just 26 Premier League matches before signing for Manchester City. Um, but of course, they don't build their whole team around Grealish like like Villa did. So, of course, his numbers are going to suffer. And uh, yeah, I don't know. A very good point in the in the chat from Yeah, of course, who says every year without a UCL trophy, I think strengthens Liverpool's hand domestically. Uh, City are hell bent on validating the City brand with the UCL trophy, so I see them dropping more points than us. It's a really good point um, because I think that might be right that they're just going to be focused so much on failing in in the most dramatic way in the Champions League, the most dramatic way they can, as they seem to do every year, um, which has been brilliant to watch. Um, Luke, how do you feel about Man City? I mean, when you, you know, as, as a Forest fan, um, when you see them at their their lofty heights, I mean, you know, do are you sort of... You know, there's there's grease on the pole that they used to 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 climb up to those heights, isn't there? And it's uh, it's 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 sort of not not very fair. It's a bit empty. The city the city triumphs. No, um, how do you feel about it, Luke? Um, personally, I think that I don't actually know what I think of City's triumphs because. I've only known them being as successful as they have been. So 
I've got nothing really to compare it to. But just on the Sterling point, um, I think he'd be a lot better if he stopped falling over the ball. He's running. He runs that fast that he just doesn't control it, and he, the play's gone. But if he slows himself down a tad, then he, I think he'd be able to become a really top player again. He just almost needs to tell him to stop running so fast. That is, there's running at pace, and it's running too quick that you can't make an impact. Interesting stuff. Absolutely. Do you reckon? Do you reckon they'll miss him? City will will miss uh, Sterling. I think they will. You know. I think. Um, you know, um, unless they sign someone else. Um. Personally, no, because he wasn't actually playing that many games towards the end anyway. And I do think that the second season, Grealish will come into his own. I just think that he had he took a long time to get used to the players he was playing with, and at Villa he'd have had relationships with the majority of the squad for quite a long time, whereas now he's kind of jumped up into a completely new squad and it takes certain players longer than others to gel. It certainly does. It certainly does. Um, And yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Grealish, this is his time. But uh, uh, Let's move back to Liverpool because we're much more interested to talk about Man City is Man City. We've got Darwin Nunes and Gary Rich has been dying to talk about Darwin in the chat. He's got to, he says, I can't wait to see Nunes. He says, by the time the World Cup starts, Nunes would have scored 15 goals. 15 goals. I, I looked at how many matches um, there are before the World Cup. Um, the World Cup... The break is on the 12th of November, okay? And we've got 16 matches. It starts on the 6th of August, Fulham away for Liverpool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's 16 matches. Gary's predicting 15 goals for Darwin. Um, Jack, when you when you imagine the guy, I mean, Klopp, Klopp called him a good-looking boy. And I think that was might be slightly lost in translation. I think he might have wanted to say he looks good rather than he's good looking, which is an easy mistake for a non-English speaker to make. But maybe he's just he just got a man crush. That's fine as well, of course. But um, you know, when you but when I imagine Darwin Nunes, the beauty that he is, strolling onto the pitch, uh number 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 what? Num- what number is he? Number 18? No, what it's number is he? 27, D-Box number. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. He's got the magic number. It adds up tonight. 27. He's got the magic D-Box number. When, when you imagine him striding onto the field against Fulham away on the 6th of August, how do you feel about that that image, Jack? Is it something that's just you can't wait? You're going you're gonna to try and speed up time. You're going to push... Do more push-ups to make the world go faster, so the days go come round quicker. Yeah, obviously, I grew up as a kid watching uh, a certain Fernando Torres as well, bursting onto the scene with his headband, and pretty sure, hopefully, Nunes <laughs> he's got a similar celebration as El Nino anyway. Um, but hopefully, he has that desired impact, gets a nice early goal. But uh, for me, he's got everything to to be a success at Liverpool Football Club. He's got the players in and around him. Uh, but most importantly, he's got the physique to, to really deal with Premier League defenders. I think uh, he'll surprise quite a lot of people, considering 
how tall he is, but he's quite he's very rapid over over the over the first 10, 20 yards anyway, and he's quite good in the air as well. So he's he's got all the right attributes to thrive in a Premier League environment. Um there will be the headlines will be beginning of the season. Um, Nunes versus Haaland, the, the, the media will pick it up to that. And if one or two, if both of them don't start quite quick, there'll be a lot of question marks from outside of their football clubs. But um, I, I can't wait to see him play, mate. I, I, just, I was in the ground for the second leg when we played Benfica, and I was like, oh, dear. I know it's 95 minutes, but when you just you watch a fella and then I watch the highlights, obviously offside goals as well, his movements was something that, I was like, bloody hell, I haven't seen something like that. Someone to do that against our back line, it's not it's not an easy thing to do. I know, I know a couple of the goals were offside, but and even the strike he had against Alisson Becker when he, he come out in the post-match and said he doesn't have a clue how Alisson saved that. Uh, it was low down to his right-hand side, but the fact that he was doing that to, to our back line and not a lot of forwards in world football have done that over recent years to Liverpool, so... Yeah, I'm excited. Um, obviously the the Diaz as well as we'll probably speak about, but yeah, uh, it takes probably a, a lot more pressure off Salah. I'm hoping this season. Obviously, if if Nunes does start, hopefully banging the goals, it just frees up more space for Salah because Salah preoccupies about five six defenders on a football pitch every, for the last two years because everyone knows how good he is. They double up on him, um, but if you have got Diaz hitting the ground running on the left, getting a couple of goals. It spreads out the pressure across the, the opposition back lines and they're not solely focused on one individual player. And I think, obviously, Liverpool got so much quality. I think Nunes will thrive. And uh, as well, we've got players to come off the bench. So, yeah, I can't wait, mate. Um, I, I've got a feeling he's going to be really special. Hope, hope and prove him right. <laughs> Well, we're gonna we're gonna bookmark this, and we're gonna come back to our comments next year. See, hopefully, you can do an Allen and completely nail it. Very good night. Well, well I I second everything Jack said there because I, I, <laughs> okay, I was at that game. I was at the game as well, and I was amazed. I'm amazed. Excellent. What do you, what what amazed you, Alan, about him particularly? Oh, basically everything Jack said there. Mm. I'd seen him before and a few clips and stuff, and I realized he was a good player, but I didn't realize. He had the pace, and I didn't realise he could split the back for run to the left, run to the right. Uh, his snapshots, like, and it's the thing I think I noticed about him too in some of these clips. Sometimes when a player cuts in from the left, they aim for the right corner. He seems to have fancied the, the near side corner of the keeper, yes. um, which, I, which I like. It's a sign of a really good player in, in my book. Yes, and very good point. Like he did he that was, against Barcelona, didn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. And that save that Jack is talking about from Allison that he commented on, like I was right on that goal line virtually that night, and I was 110 percent sure that was in the net. You know, I actually, you know, I don't know how Allison saved it, but um, I also like um, Nunez's attitude. He's 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 like the real club signing, a player that works hard and is very family orientated. Um, you know, that's that South American thing that we see where club likes players that you know come up, worked hard. And a very family oriented, not big headed. I just, I don't know. I just fancy this player big time. He's got the lot. He's got the lot. Nigel, I mean, you know, Gary's got saying a good thing in the chat there. He said there is that working the Prem out thing. They, you know, when, when people, I mean, famously, you have to work the Premier League out. Gary says Nunes is a big boy and he will get it very quickly. Is that, I mean, surely. He will adapt very quickly, won't he? I mean, 26 yeah. goals and four assists 
in just 28 Primera Liga matches in Portugal last season. Crazy dog, Looney Tunes stats. How excited are you, Nigel? Yeah, I liked, I really like the look of him. I saw him the two games against us for Benfica and I was really, really impressed. The one thing, I agree with everything the lads have said, I've said, but the one thing I liked about him is he seems to like shooting on sight. There's like there's no waiting. He'll hit, he'll pull the trigger from anywhere. And I like that. Sometimes it doesn't give a goalkeeper time to set, and the ball is past him before they even know anything about it. I like that about him. I, I I thought he scored one of the goals against us like that. And it's just it's it's he's like he's he's like sometimes the shots are not quick. They're like it's 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 sudden. It's just bang. It's just all of a sudden he's hit. And I like that about him. I like a player who's who's instinctive. And instinctive could be very very important to us next year. Because we're going to play, I, I think it's going to be a slight system switch with Sadio gone, that we might be slightly more direct at times with Nunes up front because of his, his. He, he, like like Jack said, he's a more of a Fernando Torres type player. Now, Sadio was quick, but Sadio used to come in from all angles. He played down the middle, like last season, he played a lot more down the middle. But this season, we've got a big boy who's quick up front. We've got to start learning how to play off him if he's going to flick the ball in behind or if he's going to run in behind. And play off, say Bobby or uh, Diaz, laying in passes into space. Uh, just we, I think we have a lot more options going for us, like using him as a target man, and then using him as a guy who turn players as well. It just gives us like it's it's like it's two players in one because of his size and his pace. It's so it's so damned exciting. It's so it's so blood rushingly exciting. We can't wait, Luke. Sorry, you've got to you've got to sit through all of this enthusiasm for not one of your own players. Because, but you've got Taiwo Awaniwi. He looks very useful. He's an old Liverpool lad, and he's he did really well uh, going up, you know, up front uh, for Union Berlin, wasn't it last season? And um, but anyway, uh, in general. Um, Darwin Nunes, I do want your thoughts on on him, Luke, from the outside. Are we getting too jiggly? We're getting too wiggly. We're getting too excited, or is there absolute reason to? Um, I don't judge a player until I've at least seen a handful of games that he's played, and I have to admit, I've not really seen Darwin Nunes play. But also, until they've played for the team they currently are now signed for, I. Again, I reserve judgment. So you could be getting overexcited, but at the same time, you may be getting underexcited. I'm not one to pass judgment on that one. I like it. Because I like it. Uh Because also with us and our signings, I'm cautiously optimistic with how our transfer window went last time, but there's always that chance that plays don't work at certain clubs, no, no matter how much research you put in. Sometimes they just do not adapt to the club very well. So, in a sense, you have to be careful. Very true. Very true. But Gary said another good thing in the chat. He's talking about the link-up between Nunes and Salah is sexy. And I reckon he's right. Because, I mean, Salah, the way he linked up with the last number nine he played with was Dzeko at Roma. And um, Dzeko's, I don't know... It, it, it was electric, so hopefully we're going to get some more of that. But Mo Salah, Luke, I want to stay. I want to stay with you about Mo Salah because there's a thing that Liverpool fans have in that not people outside of the Liverpool family don't understand just how good Mo Salah is. Do you understand just how good Mo Salah is, Luke? Mo Salah has been terrific for Liverpool, and I mean the the partnership he had with Firmino and Mane was obviously 
spoken about in depth by a lot of pundits for a long time. I I do think that during the past couple of seasons he has picked up a lot of injuries, but also I think it's the same with us and Brennan Johnson. Teams wised up to the fact that Johnson and Salah were influencing games, so they pulled they pulled their defence across to try and stop those influential players, which will then create room elsewhere if you're tactically aware enough to then use that space. But yes, yeah, Salah is extremely good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to glad to to hear you give it give him his kudos. Um, he's actually not. He's actually quite injury free. You might be surprised uh, to learn. He's actually not that not crocked that often. He he's, he managed 35 out of 38 Premier League games last season with 23 goals and and 13 assists. Um, and it's it's beautiful, Alan, that he's extended his contract again. Mo, the magic man, the main man, Mo. I mean, we talk about the the signings we brought in. This is this is the best deal, despite the potential, um, you know, extraterrestrial levels that Darwin Nunes could get to. Um, Mo Salah's already at these levels. He's been at them for years, and it's going to be an utter joy to not have the whole circus about it being Mo Salah's last year uh, as we come into this season. We got him for another three years and it's just, I'm sleeping well at night since since he signed, Alan. How are you feeling about Magic Man Mo? Absolutely. I think it's the signing of the season. Uh, he's he, he had a, I won't say a bad, he had a, for his standards, the last few months of the season, he wasn't up there. But I think a lot of that has to do with the African Cup of Nations, all the overtime, he delayed injury time, the extra games. But yet he was still one of our best players. Now, I think he's going to come back this season, and not not happily for him, but happily for us. Egypt didn't are not going to the World Cup. He's going to get a rest. And I think Salah, as we all know, has that inner want to be the best. He wants to play every game. He wants to score as much as he can. He wants to break every record he can. And I think Salah, has got, now that everything is settled with his contract especially, is going to come back this season and fight even harder than ever before. The chap is so hungry that it's amazing. Plus this year we have Diaz on the left taking the attention away. We're going to have Nunez in the middle, along with Jota and don't forget Bobby. There's going to be less pressure on, on, on him this year, as in he's not going to be the only one to have to mar. I think he's going to be absolute savage this year. Uh, I think he's going to be golden boot winner again, and he's going to lay on more goals for, for the likes of Darwin. I'm just so excited. just made my year when I seen that them, them posts, when he seen his first few little teasers, posts coming through of him, sitting there with his jersey beside him. I was, I, like you say, Owen, I was so jiggly all over. Absolutely, we're getting the jiggle, get getting the jiggles on. Absolutely, it was it's 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 unbelievable. I because I came back from Turkey, then I had the COVID, and I was in these kind of fever dreams around about the time that he was he was he signed on the on the dotted line, and I sort of came out of my fever dream a couple of days later, and I was on Twitter, and there's Mo in his Liverpool shirt by the pool, and I tweeted. You know, because obviously he reads all of my tweets, you know, I hope you're enjoying your break. You know, it's good he's got a Liverpool shirt on. And then I figured out he'd signed Jack and I couldn't believe it. My brain was like, hallelujah, rejoicing. Um, Klopp said that the best is yet to come from Mo Salah. Is that wishful thinking from the gaffer or do you believe it like Alan, uh, that he's he's hungrier than ever, Jack? 
Yeah, 100%, mate. He's got that elite mentality, as Alan pointed out. The, the mental fatigue for Mo, he's got the whole weight of Egypt on his shoulders because, quite frankly, he's playing without any on the international stage, and that's that's bad in itself, uh, as we know. Um, so it's not like he's got the team he has at Liverpool. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he's going to be fantastic, mate. Um, and I think it would have helped massively Salah and the team if that contract was sorted last year, but contracts of that nature, they're not going to be done overnight. And as Salah said in his interview, um, it took a little bit of time, but that was due to obviously the fact of obviously Sadio leaving to buy Munich. So he's got he's got basically Mane's wages and quite rightly so. Um, I'm not buying this notion of players get to 30 and they fall off a cliff. Some players do, but we've seen Salah in the gym for the last couple of years. He's in peak fitness. You only have to look at Ronaldo. I know the, the stuff that's happening at United, but he's still a very good. He keep keep himself. Jimmy Milner winning the bloody uh, fitness test every single season. The elite level players now and, and players in general, they can maintain that quality for a lot longer. And I think in the next five ten years, you'll so you'll see players eventually with the more sports science around them. The more better food they eat, the way they train and prepare games, they'll be getting into the 40s and potentially 50s in the next 30, 40 years. Um, it, the way in which football science is developing year on year. So, yeah, I'm excited, mate. And I'm hoping he can get up there. He's already breaking records at Liverpool. And I hope that's what we all want him for. He's in there. Like, we want him to retire at Liverpool. And I'm hoping he does. And hopefully, if he was to him and Jürgen Klopp and the lads, where to knock Man United off the pitch, that in itself, and hopefully they knock Man United off by three, four titles in the future, and Mo comes away with the end of his career with three, four league titles, then he, he, he's going down as best if he continues being on the pitch. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I had some internet things going on there. I think that one might might have been me, but uh, there you go. It's um, absolutely, absolutely wonderful answer, though. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, you know, lovely to dream about three or four titles with Liverpool, the Premier League. Um, Nigel, I'm so used to after thirty years of wanting the title so much. I'm so used to thinking of the Premier League as the be all and end all. Um, but now that 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 hoodoo is off the back, um, would you? I mean, is is the Champions League just as glorious as the Premier League for you, or is the Premier League still um, the number one I, that you want? I'm going to defer to Bill Shankly. The Premier League is the bread and butter. In this guy's the first division. This is I remember saying in the video, the first division. This is our bread and butter. This is what we want every year. I'm deferring to that. The Champions League is great and all that, but the real test is, as far as I'm concerned, the Premier League. Consistency week in, week out. And I'd just like to point out on the transfer thing, just going back, um, the biggest sign of the summer, Howard Webb to Man United. Howard Webb, he's back. And what yeah, are they saying? Oh, being God. very worried. Oh, man. Is, is, what is he? Is he the, the new head of... Of uh, the referee's taken over from Mike oh, Riley. God, uh, Mike Riley's bad enough. Yeah. Honestly, listen, we've lost we've lost five referees. I can't remember. I think I think Atkinson has gone. Um, I can't remember John who Moss. the others are. Oh, he's John gone. That's Moss. right. He's gone. But sure, yeah, oh, brilliant. That, they I couldn't mean, get rid of that. That what's, what was the guy's name? Oh, oh they, he, he referee. He was he was on VAR for one of our games and gave us absolutely nothing. Uh, David Cook. David, Coote. Yes, David, Coote. David Coote. Oh, Absolutely yeah. shocking. 
Jordan um, Pickford's uh, lunge on, 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 on Van Dyke. How could you miss yeah. that? Yeah. And do you, do you remember? I said it, I said it to, a, to a, an Everton supporting friend of mine. Everton were playing Spurs once and this cross came in and the, the guy that's with Everton now, what's his name? Oh, the, the, the next, the eighth wonder of the world that was the, the young lad, 17 years old, that's his name. He's Gordon. with Everton now. Anthony Gordon. No, 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 no. The guy was, he was with Spurs. MK Dons. Uh, Deli Ali. Oh, Deli Yeah, Deli Ali. Ball came across and Deli Ali went up in the box and went like that and handed the ball. I don't know if you remember the game or not. And it was the most cast iron penalty. Spurs, he was playing with Spurs at the time against Everton and he did that. Right. And the ref right. didn't give a penalty. I can't remember when it was, but this just happens week in or year in, year out. They're going yeah. to get decisions like this and these referees Absolutely. are just mind-blowingly bad. Yeah, just, I mean, the Rodri handball with Everton when his oh, arm that, was yeah. out there, he was basically, yeah. you know, he was like hugging his invisible girlfriend. Yeah. And, you know, the yeah. ball hit him on the, on the forearm and yeah, it, it didn't just... get given. Luke, you got this to look forward to. I mean, do you, do you get any of the PGMOL in the championship? I don't know. Do you get this, any of the same refs? Do they sometimes come and, and ref a match in the championship? Do you know, do you know how blinking awful they are? All I can say is it's absolutely no different when you come down to the championship as the Premier League. Because, I mean, oh, wow, we... We got Graham Scott for our uh, one of our league games, but also the FA Cup fifth round game, I think it was, before we played you guys. And honestly, if he calls himself a Premier League referee, then did I have a scientist? Because honestly, <laughs> he is bad. We always, we always cringe when we get Premier League referees for league games. I know it's been different now because we've gone up, but we used to dread it because it's like, Oh no! What have they done? Why are they coming down to the championship? And the cha- but even the championship referees—they're terrible too. So wow. this is—I just don't think that there's any referee that's good. They're all just different levels of bad. But there is some that are good. I mean, you see them in the World Cup. You see them in the Champions League. You know, they're, they're, some of them are—you know—like it's not. It's a very difficult job, and we do have to say that. But it's not impossible i mean you know to to get it right especially with the technology now but anyway speaking of of things that you know that that, that have changed like technology's changed refereeing um the five subs thing i want to talk about very quickly uh before we we head off because i think this is something that's going to be hugely significant alan five subs um the more i think about it the more i think it will help teams like Liverpool and Manchester City because we do have very deep squads um, and teams with, with lighter squads will, will you know, suffer more. What, what, what do you make of it, five subs? Yeah, I, if, if you'd asked me last year, I would have said I was totally against it. But, um, you know, I think over the season you've seen that it was um, a benefit to, to most clubs. Um, of course, of course, it'll suit um, or favour teams like us and City to have big squads. But I also think it gives um, younger players in smaller squads a chance. You know, you know that even for the last ten minutes, a manager can bring on a young player and give him ten minutes. So I think it will help most teams. You know, probably probably be harder on on um, the likes of Luke's team there, like Forrest coming up that have a smallish squad. So it'll probably be hard on, on the likes of them at the beginning. But overall, I think it's a good thing, and I think it's needed because you know the amount of games that the, the, the 
teams play nowadays as well and fatigue and players and we have all the sports science and stuff so like it, overall it'll be a good thing I think but it's going to take um, yeah, it will affect the smaller teams at the beginning of course but as I said to me it gives younger players a chance to come through because a manager can, can you know have that extra player that he wants to put on and give him a few chances so. No, it's a really good point. Um, yeah, I mean, Liverpool, Man City, uh, teams that are in Europe um, will have two games a week. Incredibly compact, I think, all throughout the first part of the season, which again finishes on the 12th of November. Um, well, just finally, I want I want to see your, your final thoughts um, about what's going to happen in August, because I've got the, the opening fixtures in in front of me and I'm, I'm going to go around I'm going to start with you Nigel um, Fulham away Crystal Palace at home Manchester United away Bournemouth at home and Newcastle at home uh, so three home matches two away matches the aways are against Fulham and Man United are we going to get five out of five is it going to be a five star start 15 big ones in the bag come the end of August uh, I like to think we will I think the game at Old Trafford might be slightly more difficult than the one last year um, because they're going to be they're going to be set up a little bit better, and their mentality is probably going to be a little bit better. But that's like that's the difficult game. Just the way I look at it, we'll take one at a time. We'll start at Fulham in August, then I'll think about the second one. Beat Fulham, then go again. Excellent stuff. One game at a time. I like it. I like it. What about you, Jack? What what what, what do you think? I mean, are you, are you confident that five out of five wins? Are you a bit worried? Do you agree with that Manchester United assessment? I still think they're absolutely miles behind. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with Nigel. Um, and obviously, it's, that's what we've done when we, when we did win the league all those years ago. I think that the fans learned themselves as well. I think Jürgen Klopp spoke about it. Um, the, the pressure within the stadium, we learned from those moments when we have in the past. But yeah... But I look at it as overall in the first, like say, ten games. I think we can't we can't allow to be as sloppy in terms of getting draws very early on. I think if we want to win the Premier League, I think you've got to go in as Nigel said, win every single game. It's it's one thing saying that, but doing thing that the action at the end of the game is another thing. As as we've seen, <laughs> anything can happen in football with the referees and everything. But for me, I go into it with one game at a time. But I think. Would the objective come what the end of May or July whenever the league finishes this year? I think we need to start like the league with a house on fire. Like just go at it. Don't don't leave any stone unturned the back end of this year. Whatever will be will be. But I think and hopefully, you never know, City could get some injuries and that could open it up. The only way if Liverpool were to win the league, it'd have to be a typical Liverpool, like we did when we won the league. I'm just blow the league wide open. Like I'm just Mow everyone down, really. And that's what I'm hoping we're doing, but we're, we'll, we'll go one game at a time. <laughs> well, I think it depends on injuries. I mean, you know, if Thiago stays fit, our record is is phenomenal when Thiago plays. Um, as for as for Forest, uh, Luke, what what are your expectations for the for your first five games in in August? What do you what do you want from the Forest lads? Some you know, so a couple of wins. Are you realistically looking at a couple of wins, or or are you looking at five magic ones like Liverpool? I think that five magic ones would be absolutely, totally optimistic and amazing, <laughs> but I can't see it happening. I mean, mm-hmm. our first five have got Newcastle, West Ham, Everton, and Spurs and City. So I mean, 
realistically, wow. yes, two wins would probably be what I'd be wanting. But also, I'd just take us getting through without losing all five. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, you've got Everton away on August the 20th. And I think uh, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna circle three three points in the bag, then you know that's easy. That's an easy match. That's like uh, you know, League Two champion. They honestly they're going down this year. This Our under twenty ones. I wouldn't. I'm We played them in the cup a years ago. We played our kids against their first team and still beat them. So <laughs> we <laughs> did. We points. did. It was the under 18s as well, yeah. wasn't it? It was. It was absolutely complete kids. Uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to. To Liverpool, Alan, you know, your 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 thoughts on the first five, Fulham away, Crystal Palace without Conor Gallagher, they're gonna miss him. Um at Anfield, that's the second game. Away to United, uh, at home to Bournemouth and at home to Newcastle. What do you reckon, Alan? Yeah, well I think uh, both Nigel and Jack uh that's the worst with saying the best things, lad. I, I can't say anything other than what you said. Like, like uh, what you said, one game at a time is, is my thing. I think one game at a time, go out, beat them, then concentrate in the next game. Um, like Jack said as well, last year I, I thought we we needed to get a couple of points ahead of City and I thought they would start slow and we would go ahead and continue it, which was kind of slightly the opposite. I think the Brentford game kind of killed us early on the season. But um. One game at a time, we can do it. Just go on and do it, and hopefully, um, ho- hopefully we trash Man United again five six nil. Just, uh, <laughs> just to stick it into them. And, and if you don't, and, and if you don't mind me asking, Owen, what age is Luke? Uh, he, he seems very young. Um, I heard How old saying, are you, Luke? You can, you can, you can. If it's not uh, too personal, a question. I'm actually twenty. Twenty, yeah. Well, still at twenty, you're very young and a, and a good guy, and it's really been a pleasure having you on here and your opinion. Uh, keep it up, Luke, and I wish you the best of luck because uh, when we played you there last year and it's been a few games, you were fantastic, and uh, it's nice to see a good, good young fan on here. You're, you're like that, good sentiments. Yeah, absolutely, great to see another team with yeah. European cups as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got a chant ready for the city? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but uh, Luke, uh, before before we go, then just uh, just uh, plug plug your channel. Tell tell our our uh, listeners and viewers all about your fantastic channel, please. Yes. So primarily, I'm going to be doing forest stuff this season. Now we're in the Premier League, but I will also be doing other content as well. So um, I will cover Premier League championship i have done the occasional league one show as well and league two so i literally just cover everything i recently did a season review video called awakening giants on my channel um so if you've not seen that yet go and check it out it's about an hour and a half long but i really enjoyed creating it i interviewed a range of fans from forest opposition and also a few uh, YouTube commentators as well. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Yeah, we'll go and check that out. Absolutely, I'm going to check it out as soon as I can. I can't tonight. I've got to. I've got. I've got things to do. But I've got. I'm going to check it out tomorrow, Luke. And I'm going to look forward to that. Thank you so much, uh, Jack. You've got uh, your your channel as well. Tell our listeners in case they don't know all about uh, all about what you're you're up to these days. Yeah, thank you very much, Owen. Great to speak to the lads as well on the pod. And uh, yeah, Jack McIndo TV, mate, just do 
pre-match, post-match shows and a bit of transfer news before the before the season does start, mate. But thank you once again, mate. And apologies yet again for uh, just being being late. Um, I do apologise. But uh, I would, yeah, and let's have a lovely rest of your night. And for all teams, what an exciting, what an exciting season we've got in store. Oh, man, it's going to be great. It's going to be great starting on Tuesday. We can't get our expectations up too much as the first game of pre-season. It's monsoon season. It's also going to be monsoon season, one of two monsoon seasons they have every year in Singapore when we get, when we play Crystal Palace there. But one game at a time is the mantra from uh, from Nigel, from Alan. Thank you very much, Nigel. Um, you know, uh, where are you going to watch the match? You're going to watch the match just uh, just from home? Are you going to be with friends? I wish I could watch it at home. I'm working on Tuesday. And oh, I'd be, no. you know, I'll, I'll have it on in work. Okay, well, there for, you go. For anyone who doesn't know, I work in the bookies, and that's where it's going to be on. And my, my manager, who I'll be with, is a Man United fan. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. well, they, you, have to, you have to wear your Liverpool top to work then. Um, oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, make friends, uh, how to make friends and influence people, isn't it? You yeah. know, if he's your boss. Um, excellent stuff. Oh, well, brilliant. Great. Thanks for having for, for taking the time to be with us today, Nigel. Lovely to hear your views. And Alan as well. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, are you ready for the season to start again, for the pre-season to start again, Alan? Are you all excited about it? Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. Can't wait. It seems like so long ago then. It's just, I just can't wait for it to start and I can't wait. Um, what, game is, what time is the game on it? Tuesday? Two o'clock. Two, Two in the afternoon. Right. Oh, excellent. Three, isn't it? No, it's three. I thought it was two, but I knew it was one or the other anyway. Yeah. I, sh- I should have a look now. Yeah, That's it's uh, f- 1500 hours uh, UK time, Irish okay. time. So okay. three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yeah. Perfect. I'll get to see it. So I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to see the young players and the, the yeah. squad. Yeah, it's going to be lovely. It's going to be lovely. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, Alan's just joined us as well for in the chat. Hi, hi, Alan. Uh, but uh, you know, it's 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 been so nice speaking to everybody. Take care, whoever you are, wherever you are. Um, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to to bring you another episode of Cop On. So take care. Thank you. You'll never walk alone. Bye bye.